to the Build Business Acumen podcast, where we deliver practical knowledge and powerful guidance. Here is your futuristic host, Nathaniel Schooler. Today, I'd like to introduce Tim Elliott. By day, he is head of marketing for an acquisition and investment company in the East Midlands in the UK, where he spends his days helping great companies grow. Outside of the day job, he has a real passion for startups and, is, and was awarded Virgin Startup Mentor at the start of 2018. So that's quite interesting. And he's also been a Chartered Institute of Marketing tutor. So share some really great information in this episode with me. Well, hi there, Tim. It's great to have you on the show. I'm really excited about this expert talk today because you've got oodles of experience in the marketing world. And yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, great to, great to speak with you again. Thanks, Nat. It's good to be here as usual. Share some of my, uh, my oodles of experience. 22 years I've been a marketer now. 22. It's yeah, a, it's long a long time. It's a long time. It's a long time. And so I think the best thing is we start off with the marketing basics and we start to sort of talk about that because, you know, everyone today, they say it's all about online, right? And yes, online marketing is important. You know it is as well as I do, right? But there is still no substitute for a really well-targeted set a piece of mail or a, or, a, or a phone call that is you know, researched to the point of, you know, where they live, you know, where they're from, you know, you know, you know who their secretary is, you know, who all their team are. And if you call them up and you have a proper conversation with someone, there's a lot to be said for that. So where do we start, Tim, with marketing basics? I mean, marketing is about people and problems and not products and services, right? So you start with people and the people we're interested in, in terms of marketing is our customers, right? So job number one for a marketer in marketing basics terms is to understand your customer as much as you can, right? Get some research on it. Look at the previous people who bought them, have conversations with them. Do you know what? Don't use data. Talk to people. Because conversations, just like this one, move stuff forward a lot further. Right. You can support the, what you learn from that by data and take it wider. But understand your customers as much as you can. More than the next guy will help you win at marketing. That's the, the fundamental starting point and one that people miss all the time, doing some good old research. Right. So... You would you would potentially do that in a with a questionnaire if you if you if you had people who would respond if it was a targeted questionnaire yeah, yeah. because obviously obviously you can't just send out a questionnaire to people that you don't know who 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 no. you know and say I'm thinking about this you need to you need to target the right individual so for an example whatever whatever sort of demographic you're you're hitting you're going to hit that particular job description and say, well, hi, I noticed that you're in such and such a job. I'm doing a bit of market research around X because I know you might use it in your job. 
could you help me and then and then you've got three questions on a on a questionnaire three to three to five right three or five are really good numbers i, I have no reason why just people respond more if it's three or five i think it's some deep-seated human behavior thing right but you've got many ways of doing this right if you're an existing business you have at some point sold to somebody right so we've all all of us with existing businesses, we've got clients that we can ring up that are, that are, you know, we're friendly with. If we go, we've got, look, we're doing a bit of research. Can we ask you three questions, mate, Dave, from down the road, right? It will really help us out. And formulate those questions around what you're trying to do. Like I said at the beginning, right? Marketing's about people and problems. So why did you buy offers what problem does our widget or service or product solve for you right and how they use that explain it in their language the benefits they get will help you twist that not twist that develop that question for people who are prospect customers right as you know like obviously speaking to people for podcast interviews Right, you can ring or, or contact somebody that you've not spoken to before and go, hey, I want to ask you a few questions on a podcast. And people go, sure. Right? It's starting a conversation. It's building a relationship. It's not going out there with a product and a service first because nobody cares about your products and service. People care about people. And right? they care and about it, themselves. Well, that's it, right? They're all after, they're all after something, like I say. They... People are after solving a problem or making a change, right? So a problem solving is pretty easy. You just provide a solution for whatever problem they have. Making a change is they want to save money. They want to do something quicker. They want to improve the result of doing a thing. There's some kind of change, right, that people are Fundamentally, it's solving a problem or making a change. And a lot of those solutions are marketing problems. Right, and it's your job as a marketer to find out what they are. And there's only one way of doing that: is asking them questions. Right, right. data won't tell you that because it's not in depth enough. Not unless they're sticking out on Twitter. Hey, I've got this problem. Can anybody help me? Which is the last place people usually go. Like when they've got no other option, they'll ask Twitter, and then Twitter will respond. However, Twitter responds. You know what? <laughs> Yeah, if if anyone's actually listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's 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 it, it it starts off with those things, right? People, people are the most important things in 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 marketing, one hundred percent. And you've got to start there before you understand any channels, any communication types, any stuff like that. Yeah, and 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 you're also you're talking. You know, the, these questionnaires are very useful. If you're if you're thinking about like NPD, like new product development, and you go out and ask your audience, like, what do you want? And then you go and build a product that actually people actually want instead of go, oh, well, we've got this product and you need to buy it. It's like, well, no, I don't want that product. I want this, you know. Yeah. And some of the most successful companies in the world have done that. Like the um, what are those ice creams? The really nice uh, ice creams with the chocolate on the outside. There's a there's a shop oh. in Amsterdam that that actually has them. Um, I do. I'm picturing it. 
if that helps, which no, no, it doesn't pretty much. They're, they're, well, they're, they're delicious, but what they what they did is they actually asked the visitors to their outlet in Amsterdam their favourite ice cream flavours. Yeah, so then yeah. they then they just went and launched a flavour that was that was based on what people actually wanted, based on popularity. It's like it's just like an it's a no brainer, really, isn't it? it it's a no brainer, right? And and. People start at the wrong end of marketing. They'll start with stuff like what to put on Facebook. How often to do a Facebook live? And you'll be like, well, okay, that's cool. But, and then go, right, why is my Facebook live not reaching the right people? And then, oh, it's reached the right people, but nobody cares. And it, it's just the wrong way to go. If you find out what the people care about and what to do, they will be automatically have more resonance with your message. Right, you start with people, and then you develop products, services, and, and messages or propositions that will speak to those people because they're the people you need to sell. Right, and you don't need to talk to a thousand pe people. Think market research. Right, it's tens of thousands of people and tens of thousands of pounds. You know, a handful of people. Right, you know, ten people. If you speak to ten people, three of them are existing customers. A couple are in the pipeline. Maybe a couple are past customers, and three are prospects. Right, you've got a good, like ten people will give you a good indication what everybody else is going to say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the, the and past customers as well are going to give you some amazing info. It's like, why did you stop buying from me? Well, your product wasn't what I needed. Yeah, well, these okay. did it better. Yeah. Well, you, if you can repair that relationship with a with a, with an old customer, then that's going to be a long term customer. Yeah, I, I mean, some of the best relationships that I've got are from people that we've had massive problems like together with with either you know not a service that I've provided, but generally outside service providers have messed something up, which I've had to go in and fix, or you know stuff like this, and so. That's the beginning of the marketing basics, right? Yeah. Building community and building interesting content is a, is is also fundamentally important. Yeah. yeah. It is. It is definitely right. So if you understand your customer, producing the right content that's going to appeal to that type of person should be super easy, right? It, it's common sense, right? If you know what problems I have and my opinions and what, what benefits I'm seeking. This is like classic marketing stuff, like what benefits I'm seeking, what problems I'm having, what job I'm trying to do with the thing I want to buy off you. What's the main reason I need it to do? Do I need it to save me time? Do I need it to save me money? Do I need it to improve a thing? Write about how your thing does that stuff. It's not, it's not complicated. <laughs> it's quite simple and people overcomplicate it like the marketing basics to use the title of this podcast are often the things missed because people think well it's simple of course that will happen but it but people don't do it people don't talk to their customers enough people don't make the content that their customers want to receive in the format they want to receive because there's loads of big new shiny stuff knocking around like Instagram stories and Facebook lives. But what if people don't want their content on there? Yeah. 
Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It, it? People just in marketing, people are just obsessed by the next shiny object. And yeah. that's the that's the biggest, biggest problem with marketing is is every a marketing agency. If you're going to hire one, they will try and sell you every single thing that they have. And and the problem with that is that you are you, first of all, you can't service all these channels. You don't have the time and effort or probably the necessity to service all these channels you could be on all these channels but you need to be very careful in thinking about how you actually do that and where that also fits into the whole marketing strategy right because online like we're saying is only just one part of of marketing right because you've got yeah you've got your website and that's where people go to find out information about you but you could also have a company magazine potentially if you were a you know a high-end uh, yacht manufacturer for for example yeah yeah you know and your website isn't the most important thing it's actually that brochure which you send to a potential customer who 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 you met at a boat show who doesn't even want to look on the internet it, it, it's that right it, it's again a piece of basic marketing is integrated marketing right there there's you integrate everything like a campaign right the format that your message is in is the least important thing right like look at us right now right we've got an audio thing going off and a video thing going off we yep. can take the link of this audio or the video and stick it through save.from or something like that and it will transcribe that into a blog post but we'll need copywritten you know because we're having a chat yeah but we'll be 98 percent of a blog post yeah. or a paper newsletter or an email newsletter or some social content right you did you just have to get the message right right the message is the important thing that you get to your customers and you know what message your customers need to hear because you've spoken to them right and you've done the research and it's backed up by data so you're only going to produce the message that people want in whatever format. It's dead easy to put it out in many, many formats nowadays. We have the, 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 our fingertips, right? Yep. But the message is the important thing. And that's where you stop adding to the noise and you make a difference. Do you know what I mean? It's, res- it's about getting that resonance with people. You don't have to reach 40,000 people. You have to reach the right 20 people. Yeah, I agree completely. And, and that message, in essence, comes from your survey and comes from the feedback that you're receiving. Yeah. And all you do is you compare the results. And there might be five problems that these people have faced that you can fix. Yeah? yeah. So you just yeah. work out that these 10 people or 50 people ideally or 100 said we thought that this particular microphone didn't have this feature and it cost us money right because the background noise was awful when we went out on the road and did a podcast in in a in a in a bar because it was the only place we could do one because all the venues were booked and that was where the gentleman invited us but it was rubbish because there was too much background noise and we bought the wrong microphone. So 
if you can address that point, right, these people are going to go, oh, wow, he actually understands my pain point. He, he's written an article about my pain point. He's interviewed someone who's been through the pain, yeah, and then described it, right, and then offered you a voucher at the bottom, which says, if you were a customer of ours in the past, here you are, here's a voucher for 50% off. You just send through your old, old purchasing uh, receipt. We give you 50% off or even give you a free product. Or even you've impressed them so much that you've listened to them and changed your business because of the issues they had. And they'll go, well, that was good. Yeah, and they just buy it. I'm coming back. If you're willing to do that, I'm back. Because next time I have a problem, all I'll go is go, do you know what? I wish this widget did this. You can go, I can make it do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you think that widget should do that, you're not going to be the only person that we sell to. Yeah. Totally. You know, there's, there's, there's some amazing stuff, right? You, you can, on the, on the questions on the survey, right? One of the, the, the favorite tactics I've got at the moment is reversing the research question, right? So asking people, not if they would like this thing or what they thought about it, because they're all super positive, right? Usually surveys, because you only want good answers. And that's why people just grimace and don't answer it. But if you say, if we stopped doing this, would you be disappointed? Like not very disappointed to dead disappointed right and have a rating people will tell you people will vote if they if, if you're threatening or, or suggesting you will take it away mm -hmm. people will be more honest with you because they go well done i don't want you to stop doing it but if they go yeah i'm not bothered then why is it why are you doing it why are they not bothered it's a lot more powerful answer if you go do you like this thing people go it'll be all, it's all right and all right is not useful to anybody no it's not but if you reverse that, right, reverse that and ask them if they'll be disappointed if they couldn't have it anymore, the answers are super more honest. Right. That's interesting. Very it interesting. Is. Yeah. So, so as part of marketing basics, yeah, let's, let's, let's sort of put this, put this to, to yeah. bed, right, before we move on to talking a bit more about online marketing. Yeah. But marketing basics incorporate obviously the brand wording, which is something that you know a lot about, yep. same, as, same as I do, and deciding what that product, what the features are, right? Like, you know, what does it do? So there's statements around that. Yep. Then there are statements around why it's different and or better than anything else, what gives it authority and credibility. And then there are words which you use, which normally would be for a person, but would represent the sort of, almost personality i suppose of the yeah. of the brand then you take those and you create a logo you create an image you create messaging you create all the words that you need to reflect that brand with the words but but what's happening now is there is a there are there is a new software tool which will help to get those words into a better format so they will resonate with a specific audience and one of my one of my friends i interviewed her a couple of days back she's 
I just released the episode today, actually, episode 27. And she talks about that in there. And it's, and it's, well, it's called neuromarketing. And it's, it's how the emotions of the individual are reflected in the words that are used. And it's a, it's a science now. I mean, it's become, you know, so targeted that, so that's the beginning of it all. Then we go to the images, don't we? And then we, and then we go obviously to the content. And then obviously you've got the one-to-one contact methods, right? So you've got like, the mail, the snail mail, which is yep. still used, right? I love mail. Really effective, yeah. Very effective. If you write someone a letter, it goes straight to them, and they're like, no one ever gets a letter anymore. No, I didn't. I got a handwritten letter yesterday, which is wow. the first time in, like, 20 years, I think. Wow. Like a proper handwriting. I was like, amazing. Well, that's another tip. I mean, you if you write a letter, you, you handwrite the envelope. It, the 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 open rate from a handwritten envelope is far greater they've proven than a one with a printed a printed sticker on the front right yeah. and you can have a message on there if you want to if you decide that you want to yeah. but on top of that obviously you've got the phone and then you've got you know the telephone which actually could ring potentially you've got email and you've got all these digital channels and then you've got social and then you've got online but you've also got like business cards, which, which according to my friend, Jonathan Chase, who's Britain's leading hypnotist, he seems to think they're a waste of time. I don't believe that personally. I think business cards still have a place and so do leaflets and yeah. brochures and magazines. But we're also in essence still in this world of advertising where we don't know what is actually working because we don't actually know who's going to see it. So, it's this, 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 you're absolutely right, right? And, and which is why, if you do all the activity first before understanding the customer, you're going to have that, what's that classic marketing quote where they say, oh, I'm pretty sure 50% of our advertising doesn't work, but I'm just not sure which half. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If yeah. you understand your customer, you've only got, a real simple process to follow. You've got to get the right message, which you know from your customer, to the right people who you already know who they are yep. at the right time. Yeah. Right? Yep. And there's there's basic three stages of the right time, right? There's are you acquiring a new customer? Is it all the stuff before they've purchased? Or have they already purchased and you're trying to retain them as a customer? Or have they been retained for a while and you're trying to upsell or cross-sell? So you're trying to increase the lifetime customer value, right? There's three timings there. Are you getting the, which message are you getting to the the right people at one of those times? Because they're different contexts. And that's all like marketing 101, right? Is those things, right people, right message, right time. Nice. All right. Well, thanks for the basics. That's 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 really great. So, about online marketing, right? Yes. What? It's a bit of a sort of fragmented world, the online marketing world, and there are all these people that tell you you need to do this, and you need a funnel like that, and you need twenty funnels, and you need you know all these words, all these blogs, all these videos, all these podcasts, and it all just becomes like a world of hyperbole of just lost lost thoughts 
um, wasted activities that deliver zero value because you cannot be on all channels. You cannot do all of these things all at once. And if and the problem is the net is too wide and they're trying to catch all these people into a net which, in essence, doesn't distinguish. So the fish just run away, swim away, really. Yeah, I mean... I'm a, I'm a massive, I, I use digital and online all the time. And, and when I talk about digital and online marketing in, 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 in videos and other podcasts and stuff like that, it always comes across like a bit grumpy, a bit ranty. Like I hate it. But, but it's not that at all. I'm a massive fan of it. I just see a lot of it done poorly, right? So online marketing can be a simple as one idea really well executed, right? Just one idea. You don't have to do all of the stuff, as you said, right? Just have a look at the most successful company on the planet, Amazon, right? I can imagine their marketing meeting decades ago going, you know, with quarter of a million quid a year marketing consultant sitting around a fancy table, Right, and they get and Jeff Bezos going. Can't we just ask the customer what they want? They were well. That's ridiculous. That won't work. There's no creative in it. He goes, do you know what? I'm just going to build a little list at the side and see if people fill it in. They were that's ridiculous. People won't fill that in without any context. And then I can imagine a month ago later, like, people are filling it in. People are filling this little wish list in. What do we do now? What do we do? Shall we retarget them with Facebook ads? Or no, no, no. no. Let, let, let's just sell them the stuff that they want to buy. It's not complicated. And everybody has got their version of a wish list, right? And that should be where 80% of your online focus should be. Is it a podcast, right? The 80% of the people you want to work with listen to your podcast. Do they download an ebook? Yeah. Do they tune in every week when you do a, a, a staff takeover of a Facebook Live or Instagram story? Do they subscribe to your newsletter where you release voucher codes every week? Right? There'll be one thing that you know really works. So focus on doing that 80% of the time. 20% of the other time, Play with whatever you want. Try and improve it. Try and make it better. Try something new. Because people's behavior changes, especially online. Right? Especially online. And it changes fast. So you need that 20% of your time to, fit, to stay in touch in case behavior changes, in case technology changes, in case Facebook buggers up again and people leave it. I don't know, whatever. Right? But somebody somewhere needs that point of a spear, that one idea that they really well execute online. And the transformation you will see from online marketing by doing that, that simple process, a bit of focus, will, will change the game online for loads of people. Yeah, it's massive. It's changed it for me since I started the podcast. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing. And, and the expert talks that I'm doing are just are just outstanding you know and and the people i get to talk to i get i get coaching like i'm sitting here you're giving me you're giving me coaching tim you know i mean it's 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 shocking actually the difference that it makes when you 
firstly enjoy doing what you're doing that's the most important thing and do something that you are capable of doing without having loads of extra resource because if you're if you don't have loads of resource you need to you need to be very careful with what you're doing and you don't need to spend all this time and effort and money on on things that in essence are going to deliver you zero value because then they don't reflect where you are and who the people are because i i want to i want to attract intellectual people i want to attract people who like you just want to learn like we're all seem to be similar in our personality types it's a it's a basic dna it's an entrepreneurial excitement and every single person on my podcast show has that entrepreneurial excitement for life and what they're doing so it's a it's a it's a like i would go on holiday with everyone that i interview there because they're great people yeah but it all becomes more complicated when you're broadening out those behavior types doesn't it to to target people for business because then you've got like you all right you've got the entrepreneurs yeah which is which is which is you know you and i right but then we've got like the the small business people who in essence, you know, if you're going to target them, it's going to be a different message. It's going to be more about like saving money and and not and not buying new outlets and not expanding. It's going to be about sustainability and, and ease of working and lifestyle business instead. So it's just sort of, it, it, but it's also about not not complicating those personalities that you're trying to target either and those people because. I was talking to Brian Eisenberg a few weeks back and he said that companies just 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 go too much into it and they they split it up and and actually there are only six different uh personality types that he was targeting in one business after they had like 25 and he's like yeah. you've got 25 different behavior like that you're trying to target are you mad and he just reduced it right down and got massive results 100 percent, right the the one of the first exercises i do with clients right is to try and get them to map out their ideal client i don't care who they sell to at the moment right really i just go right design me your ideal client tell me where they are geographically how much they spend with you what product they buy how often they buy it what turnover they've got what payment time they've got do you know like design that let's design all your marketing to try and find and engage and nurture those because you've not right online marketing will take all the time and all the budget you give it it doesn't care like it literally doesn't care there is no filter behind google and facebook and social media that goes actually we won't take that extra thousand pounds you've put in your budget they're going to take it right marketing will take it we don't care we will we will suck it in yeah and not give you anything if you've got something fundamentally wrong like a headline like a, a an image like you've just targeted the wrong people yeah, but it can be even worse than that. I've got to jump in on here because I yeah, was talking fine, about it a minute ago when you when you were saying, and it's almost like the most the worst mistakes I've seen from 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 online marketing are with some of the biggest companies. The worst mistakes, um, you know, going so far as potentially spending 
probably, I don't know, 10 grand a day or something on, on paid advertising. And then you click the link and it goes to a dead page, just as an example. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah like you say, the headline is wrong, but, but I think the dead link thing is like, that's the biggest lesson. Like if you, if you don't check that your links work, right. Like, you know, and you, and you send something out and then you change the URL and someone in the office doesn't change it and you do a redirect, right? 100%, yeah. But the thing is, is that there are, there are people that make that URL mistake with, with big businesses and click, click, click. And what happens? All the budget gone. Or, or what about this for one, right? I heard about this one. Jason at Creation was telling me, Creation Agency, he was telling me there was a customer and they well this company came to him and they said look we need some help with our with our with our marketing you know google adwords and this sort of stuff and he's like well have you got a budget they're like well we just sort of spent it he's like what and they and they spent 100k i kid you not yeah they wasted 100k on google adwords and they were going after they were going after the words cloud computing or something so a hundred pounds a click yeah right just gone yeah yeah i mean that that kind of harks back to our, our previous chat about marketing basics right if you understand your customer which is the basic which you should do before you're doing any online marketing go after the words they use when they're looking for your product right and they're not going to be we're not in 19, when did Google come out? We're not in 1992, right? We're, we're not going, oh, I want a, a, a screwdriver. Do you know what I mean? We're go, we, we know how to search now. We're going, we need a Phillips head screwdriver sent to me a day and it needs to be four mil. Do you know what I mean? We want, uh, we know we don't go on Domino's, we go, hi Domino's, can, can we have a pizza? And they go, sure. And then some pizza arrives. We're very specific. We know what we're after. Yeah. It goes to that natural language programming stuff you were on about earlier, right? Google yeah. knows what we mean. Just type any word in, it will suggest all yeah. the actual stuff that we need. Right, so people go in, go in one and two word, like even three word keyword searches on Google, a, a, I imagine will be wasting a lot of money. Oh, yeah, definitely. The more specific you are, the better. I mean, it's... To actually rank your website, even if you're trying to rank it, when you've got a competition of like, say you've got a competing web websites of 150 million web pages that are competing with your keyword that you're trying to do organic search for, yeah, yeah. which means you 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 go for a keyword which is so competitive you're never going to make it, yeah, like you. You, you could do anything you want, but you're never going to make it, right? Because it's going to take you so long that in five years' time, you might get there. But actually, yes, you would get 100,000 hits a month, right? If you got to number two or number three or number one or whatever. But it's better to go after lots and lots of the longer tail keywords. So you've got like, you know, 10 words or seven words, like you say, that are super, super specific, Yeah. Because then you know they've got buying intent as well. It's like they get a land on your page, but you know that they want what you have because they're so specific, right? Yeah. That's now that word I, I was thinking of and waiting for you to finish. That word intent, right? 
because people putting screwdriver or holidays into Google don't have the intent to buy one. If I'm after a holiday, I'm looking for five-star hotels in Mon Malta in July. You are? Wow. And I'm after exactly the same thing, right? I'm after exactly the same thing. I'm after a holiday. But my intent is massively different with those searches, right? And it's yeah. it, intent's nailed it, right? You know, as we're talking about online marketing, there's some... There's some online marketing formats like social media where the intent is not to buy a thing. It's to talk to another person or engage yeah. with some stuff, right? Yeah. And Google, the intent is different if the keyword's right yeah. because people are looking for a, a result, you know? And they're, they're, there's, there's various combinations of those types of intent throughout online marketing. But intent... It's one of those things that you will understand by looking at, at your existing customers. Where do they go to find out information about your thing when they're looking for a service? Yeah. You know, you could, you could talk to your existing customer and go, okay, when you're looking for, not a service you provide, right? When you're looking for a catering service, where do you go when you need to buy one? Or where do you go to research? Because where they go to research will be where they go to research. Where they go to buy it will be where they go to buy it. Yeah. And you know from you know from that question where their intent is and you can put more effort in that intent bit. Because that's the important bit. Yeah. And you're basically educating the customer or potential customer to, to buy the right product. Because you don't want to sell them something they don't want anyway. Yeah. yeah. Because that's really hard to generate demand. It's really hard and really expensive. You yeah. should already be there when they've already got, you know, let somebody else com convince them that they want a, a new widget. But then you put your widget there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you, you, you educate them to the point of knowing that what you're selling is the best product for them or what you're selling doesn't work for them. Because... The last thing you want is a refund. You don't want a refund. You don't want to sell someone something that they get it back. Like something you send back to someone just is just a total waste of time. This is it. And th this comes down to one of your specialities now, and that's the, 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 the wording, right? Or the technical term is the, the value proposition of that product, that yeah. service, that person, right? That value proposition should be strong enough and focused enough that it repels the wrong customer. Yeah, I agree completely because 80% of the people aren't your customer anyway. Yeah, 80% yeah. of the people that are looking, they're not your customer because they're not gonna they're not gonna buy into what you have, you know. That's what <laughs> I was that's what I was understanding. But it's like yes. online marketing is just the problem is is that it's Everyone thinks they've got to be everywhere, do everything, be on every channel. And an agency will try and tell you that that's what you have to do. Yeah. But actually, you don't have to do that. If you just pick one channel, two channels, three channels, plus your content creation, it's all you actually need in order to have a conversation. Obviously, do Google AdWords or pay-per-click pay stuff if, you, if you've got budget. But if you're a small business, you just target target the right people. If you're a big business, then you can afford teams who specialize in each one of these sectors. But don't be don't be confused that you can do it yourself because 
each one of these disciplines is a discipline. Like I don't do PPC, pay-per-click or paid ads. I can't do it. I don't have the mindset. It's not my brain power that does that. So I have to partner with people who do that stuff, yeah, in order to, 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 to sell things, right? So, so, you know, it depends on your skill set as to what you're actually going to do. And if you're going to manage all these things, because you might manage a team if you're listening to this, you're going to need to understand each element and what it entails. So, yes, you need to do a course and you need to study each one of these things, social, SEO, uh, content creation, video, you know, all these platforms. You need to understand it, but you don't need to do it yourself because it's you can't do it all yourself, right? No, no, that's it. I, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head again there, really, with it's your job to understand your customer and understand the channels they use to buy stuff and why they use to buy it. You don't have to do it. In theory, you, you should be as lean with that process as possible, right? The thing with using agencies and marketing outsources and freelancers like that is they, they're, they're brilliant. They're very good at what they do. There's no, you know, they're good people, but the, they're only as good as the brief you give them. If you've done a bit of work and you've understood the channel and your customer and the proposition, why they need to buy your thing, the work that these other people do, these marketers do, will be super more effective. Because they, they go, well, why wouldn't we do all the, why would we do all this other stuff we usually try and sell? Because he knows that his customers are here and they buy it here. He just needs more of that or done more creatively, right? Yep. So she, so it's all about the brief, but you can't give them a good brief if you don't understand customer channels and proposition. Yeah. Right. As a fundamental three. Yeah. I mean, I think there are lots of emerging technologies that are coming along. You know, you've yeah. got, you've got like chatbots which can convert natural language into two hundred languages and understand yeah. it, and then can, you can go back and use that data to create more content because you're getting answers yeah. from people it's creating frequently asked questions should ask questions are stuff that you need to think about and come up with but frequently asked questions and should ask questions are just like gold dust they, they have been the best marketing thing for i don't know what 30 40 years since yeah. the internet came on yeah yeah but that's the problem isn't it is that people think Everyone in digital, yeah, I hold my fingers in the air on that one, are just obsessed with digital and they think that everything is digital, yeah, but you must work out a com combination of all these things. Online on its own is just, I'm sorry, it doesn't, it, it doesn't work. You need to combine it and you need to go and have face-to-face -face meetings, pick up the phone, have a Zoom call, send a postcard, send a birthday card, bunch of flowers, whatever it is. And it needs to be on point and it needs to be personal to that individual, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, digital, I would say, and, and from my initial experience, right, has kind of lost a lot of meaning just because everything has digital elements. You don't see a TV advert without a hashtag or a Twitter handle. You don't see a billboard, a magazine, a newspaper, a local thing. Even those little local magazines, you get stuck through your door. Yeah. right and, and take away leaflets 
I've got the social and website details. Everything's got a digital element to it. Newspapers are selling more digital or got more digital readership than print readership. Yeah. Right? It's digital is not a thing. It's just marketing. We need to stop thinking in channel, right? Because everybody will have kind of multiple touch points. They might just they might have a chat with you tomorrow night in the pub right meet Nat in the local pub have a couple of beers go on check his website listen to his podcast yeah meet him again very simple right no nobody but customers don't buy in channels right you don't see people going oh i'm just going to buy a a a camera digitally they're just going to buy a camera yeah right they don't think in channels so the only people thinking channels are marketing people and that's one of our issues yeah, it's an issue I've got because they get lost in channels. That's yeah. the problem. They get lost in channels, lost in campaigns, and actually they don't create content that is so on point for people that it brings them to the point of buying. It's like yeah. that that's it really. It's it's simple. You know, yeah. like a laser, isn't it, at the end of the day. That's it, right? You you've hit the nail on the head again, right? Marketing people especially online need to focus on impact not activity right because if you focus on activity it's just expensive and timely and noisy and messy yeah focus on impact nobody's going to complain yeah well also it's it's down to like what metrics are you tracking as well it's like your your finance director he wants money in the in the in the in, in the end he wants he wants cash so if you're using marketing at all in any part of your business, right, and you're spending money on it, yep. yeah, time is money anyway because, you have to, you know, you, you, there is a correlation. You can think you're spending 20 minutes on Facebook, but actually that 20 minutes is 20 minutes of your life. You're never going to get back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so, so a direct correlation between how much time you're spending, how much ad budget you're spending, and how much return is necessary as opposed to, yeah, the alternative, which is, oh, I just got 50 Facebook likes. Oh, I just got 20 new followers on Twitter. Or, yeah. oh, I got 500 downloads. I'm sorry, 500 downloads, yeah, in a day from people that are never going to buy your product, never going to tell anyone about it, never going to recommend you, never going to tell their friends about you. It's like, why would you even bother? It's like it's just a pointless approach, yeah, to to all of it, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, again, it's a, it, marketing 101. If you have a good marketing strategy, the metrics that you're trying that you measure in your marketing, no matter what the channel, no matter what the format, should reflect and and be aligned with the business metrics. So the turnover, the profit, the customer yeah. growth, the customer retention, right? These are all marketing metrics. Marketing is the only thing that, that touches every department of a company, right? Because every customer touch, well, even if it's Dave, the delivery driver, that's a marketing opportunity. Of course right? it is. So every, every person in there should be there to drive forward those, those important business metrics and marketing isn't the same we've just stuck labels and stuff like impressions and reach that you know we love to measure a thing and label a thing marketing people we love to label a new thing and a lot of it doesn't matter unless it moves a business forward it's that impact over activity 
it reminds me of 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 that person who was at nasa and you've probably heard this story and and someone someone walked up to them i can't remember who it was but someone walked up to them and they were basically this guy was like i think he was cleaning the the, the toilets or something yeah or the lady was cleaning up and, and someone said what are you doing and and the person said well i'm helping to put a man on the moon sir <laughs> exactly exactly that which is just a brilliant brilliant place to finish on i think yeah 100 <laughs> percent. stonking thanks tim that's no great. problem thanks so much for listening please subscribe and wherever you prefer share with your friends and if you enjoyed the show drop us a review on itunes or wherever you listen Thank you.